Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. We are talking with Gideon Laskigan to learn more about Biopower, the leading referral marketing platform. For our listeners who are joining us for the first time, here's a quick recap. On previous episodes, we discussed how to run a referral program and the power of the right messaging. Today, we're going to learn how Biopower can help you do referral marketing right. You know, it's like when you talk about like referring people, and it's, it's a really a win-win for everybody. I mean, if you think about that. So if I'm a big fan of XYZ company and I love their products and then I get an opportunity to tell my friends how much I love the products and then there's a benefit in it for me, then also my friends get products and get a discount or they love the product and so they're referring people like it's you're really doing everybody a favor like really it's just you're, you're doing you know, if you don't like the product, obviously you're not going to refer it out. But if you do like the product and you refer it out, which you might naturally have already been talking to somebody but now if I know I'm getting a 10% or a 20% discount great, then I'm going to refer it to more people because I know I'm referring a good product or service. I'll tell you, you know, you talked about Dropbox earlier. When Dropbox first came out, I'll never forget when they were like, hey, we'll give you whatever it was. So many, I think it was like so many, yeah, um, dice, some yeah. space. Yeah. And so what I did, <laughs> I like, I couldn't share it with enough people. Like I didn't pay for Dropbox for years because I referred every person that I knew because I would get 250 megs or whatever it was like my account just went nuts because of that but I also knew I was referring something where people were going to need space and you know I had to show them how to use it and everything but I mean I, I loved it like there was nothing better than that and so you know you see a lot of that these days and being able to you know I want to refer good products I want to talk about the good stuff that I've got going on because it's good right and it's hard to find good stuff when you find good stuff great and yeah. it's sanitized to to go and tell, tell the world about it like that's a win-win I love that. Shane, it feels good, doesn't it? I agree. When you when you've discovered something cool and new, you don't. You don't yeah, great to get more space in Dropbox, but you don't even need it. You just feel really cool telling your mates and your work colleagues and your family about something you've discovered. That makes you look cool as well as feel cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's that's that that's. I mean, that's Nirvana, right? You don't always get to work with brands whose products are as desirable and amazing, and. Yeah. Um, Whilst we do they're... have lots of clients who have desirable and amazing, um, we have, and I apologize now to all of our energy clients, we've got lots of energy clients who sell electricity and gas to their users. Now, Quite as sexy. that's not the sexiest of, of, of products. And if I was to turn to my mates when I'm down the pub and say, hey, guys, I've got a great deal on my energy, um, they quite rightly should turn away and not listen to me. But again, we've had a great opportunity to kind of really go in and work with these guys creatively. If you can tell your customers how much um, carbon dioxide they've offset or saved by being a customer over 12 months, um, and let's say that's I don't know, 10 tons of carbon dioxide. And again, you could give them in an email or a text or whatever, a lovely picture of a, a 10 ton whale with CO2 written on it and say, well done, Gideon, you've saved us 10 tons of CO2. What am I going to do with that picture? It's going straight up on social. And what's it got on the tagline? Your mates get whatever when they sign up. So if you think creatively, and that's not my idea, that's brilliant creative people in Biopower. If you think creatively, you can take even the most dullest of products and make it relevant to a referral conversation between your customers and their friends. I think that's the thing. It's like thinking outside of the box. Because you would think, you know, energy, when you said that, it's like, yeah, obviously nobody's going to say, hey, like, 
I can get you 5% off your energy. And you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like you should probably quit drink, <laughs> quit, quit drinking. Um, but like, I do understand that of like, Hey, this is awesome. Let me show you what I'm doing for my community or for the environment. Right. Like, because we naturally want to talk about how we're doing our part. Right. And so by putting that out there, I think the, the creative side of that is, is the, is the way to go. And there's, I think there's a way to, to, you just have to figure out the, what the service is, the person that you're working with or the people that you're your customer base and then what they want to do. Like, what is it? How's it going to, what's in it for them? Right. So now what's in it for me is that, Hey, I'm saving, doing my part for the universe. Right. And I think that that plays on whether, you know, electric, electric vehicles, there's all kinds of things that's like, Hey, I'm doing my part. I'm buying a great vehicle, but I'm doing this like, because I want to help X, Y, Z. Right. I'm going to everybody know that I'm, I'm in for the cause and this is what I'm doing to, to do my part. So I love that. It's just a different way of looking at it. Um, and shout out to the, the creative team out there doing some big things. I love that. Thank, thank God they are who they are. Um, it, it, goes, it goes all the way back, I think, to me, me telling you, well, I'm the son of two shrinks. So I always think about um, users and customer behavior. And, and it was the magic of this digital channel where you could experiment so quickly and understand the results. Um, and, and here I'm in this blessed position where I have this technology platform that we've developed over the last 10 years that allows us on behalf of all the brands we work with to really experiment with rewards and rules and messaging, um, seeing what works and what doesn't work, fine tuning, and just seeing how users respond to all of it. Um, I, I mean, it's really sad, but there's nothing I like geeking out to more than just logging in and having a look at all of the various dashboards we have to understand the effect of various campaigns and triggers and channels. Um, God, it's a great channel. Love it. Yeah, I was going to say that would be fun. I mean, that would be something I could super geek out on because then you're looking at it. It's like, what's the psychology of this? Like what's working with messaging isn't working? Like, how are we going about it? Because you're really, you're figuring out like, how can I make it more convenient for somebody to share something that they probably didn't know they needed to share, wanted to share. But then when, they, when you give that opportunity, it's like, whoa, that's just really awesome. This hit me at the right time. Now I, I feel good about sharing it once again. And other people are going to also like the messaging and like the things that are going on there. So you know, you've been doing this for 10 plus years. What have you guys seen? I'm trying to think about the evolution of this thing. Like, what are you guys seeing here? I mean, obviously in the last 10 years, a, a ton has changed, right? I mean, it's like, it, it went from this thing of like, hey, this is working. We're seeing this in the music industry. We're kind of seeing how we're, yeah. you know, it, it's gone from collective buying to now it's like, hey, let's refer people because there's great products and services. Like, how, how are you seeing this thing evolve in the next few years? So, so I, I guess my, my current view of the world is we are and have abstracted up and out of pure customer refer a friend. Because what we recognize is that whilst in refer a friend, you've got an existing customer as your middleman. So you've got the brand, the customer, and their friends. There are lots of scenarios which involve a middleman where we can apply our technology and our experience and, and sprinkle our magic. So um, an example is um, one of our, our very large clients, EE. So they're the largest um, mobile operator in the UK. And they work with Samsung. Samsung is a brand partner of theirs. And they like to give Samsung's customers special offers to join EE, which makes sense because Samsung mobile handsets coming over yeah. to EE, which is the network. In that scenario, EE, who's our client, has a different middleman, which is Samsung. 
And you're, you're trying to get Samsung to reach out to its customers rather than a friend reaching out to his mates. So that's, we, we, we have a solution for that. Influencers, which you mentioned earlier, exactly the same deal, right? The influencer is the middleman and it's their audience that the brand is trying to get access to. Um, historically, I mean, historically, most of the influencer solutions that you have um, come from a very different place than where we come from. We come from a place which is an obsession with tracking, facilitation of sharing, um, rewarding based on specific behaviors, all of the UX behind all of that. So suddenly you can go in and you can take over an influencer marketing team, give them access to these tools, and you can you can turn around an influencer program that wasn't working because it was ill-conceived, badly configured, and most importantly, didn't have the right tool behind it. Give them the right tool, and it works brilliantly well. So there are many of these scenarios. I've spoken about influencers, brand partners. You might have uh, dealers. You might have brokers. Um, multiple things. Um, and over the last year or so, we've seen big demand coming into us saying, we've seen what you've done for refer a friend. We can see how similar it is to where we play. Can we leverage your technology? Uh, and so that's been a big trend for us. And it's just super exciting because for, for me, Shane, I, I set this business out to be a bit disruptive when we were doing co-buying and group buying. And whilst we've achieved a lot, I don't think we've been disruptive of, of late. But if we can really help these other channels grow, we can really help influencer grow and, and dealers and affiliates and brand partners. Then you know what? All of this together gives you a legitimate scaled option alongside Facebook and Google. And, and if I could give that to marketeers, you know what? I'm, I'm scratching a bit of my disruptive dream again um, because I've, I've missed that. And that's what I want the next few years to be about. I love that. So I think it's, and it's funny, I never thought, I mean, it does make sense when you say it about the influencer side of things and the fact that, you know, a lot of these campaigns that happen, because I've, I've been a part of them for a long time. It's like in the beginning, like you don't know attribution, what's your ROI. And there's a lot of things that, that you just don't know. And without software in the back end saying, Hey, this is what's happened. This is, they did this unless you're using like a code or something. But I think with what you're talking about, it's like refer a friend, it, it shows a direct attribution. It shows says, Hey, listen, this is, this is the campaign that we put out. This is the magnitude that it happened. This is how many people brought things. This is how many people liked it. This is how many, then I have to imagine that's in, the power of that. In, is insane. Indeed. indeed. And, and it, we can do that Shane, because we come from the, um, the, the, the challenging place, which is a world where we've had to integrate into all of our clients. So we're not just in the front end, but we're in the back end as well. So we can absolutely track that user's journey, not just through to your website, all the way through, not just through the first transaction, but through the first year of behaviors. And we can hand out varying rewards or commission types um, or bounties to both parties in that scenario. Um, so yeah, having, having done the difficult work of building a product that has to plug in front and back end, and it's very easy for the client, but that's only because we've had the 10 years to develop the technology, it enables us to bring a lot more to that influencer campaign or the affiliate campaign or the brand partner campaign.
Yeah, I love that. I think that's a thing that makes makes total sense because once again, I know campaigns that we've done with anything, with anything in the back end, it's it's difficult to be able to look at that and be able to say, here goes the reporting, and this is what we're able to do. Other than, yeah, I think we had some more people. Yeah, we had an uptick in sales, but we don't know if that's attributed to you or to another campaign yeah. that's going on. Um, so, what would you say? Like, what we talk about the, you know, what are going to be some of the features? You got anything fun that you guys can tell us about that you guys are working on for the next generation of them? You guys have been building this tool for ten years. Obviously, have it to a point. You guys are in I don't know how many different countries. I think what twenty-seven different countries or some twenty-one languages, hundred plus clients. What's the next steps? What, what what's the big plans here? Can you tell us, or is it secretive? Can we do we have to like bribe you, or what's what's the deal? <laughs> I mean, I think I've alluded to a lot in terms of the, the abstracting up and out into broader broader customer acquisition, um, which we've been piloting lots over the last couple of years, and, and, and you'll see some big announcements from us later in this year. Um, it's always a balance, Shane, because we are scaling pretty quick. Our, our, our growth numbers are, are really good. And... To a degree, it's like, well, how, how do I just hold on? Um, and we need more salespeople and more developers and more CS teams. So there's all of that going on. Alive, um, the, the quest for innovation and disruption, which is where I come from. Um, and, and whilst they're not mutually exclusive, there is a balance and there is, there is a trade-off. So... Um, if you, if you were to ask me, what do I want to have achieved in the next 12 months? I, I want to have continued our growth, which is, which is going to happen. It's already happening from a sales pipeline perspective. It's there. So we just need to hold on and, and, and back everyone up in the operation. So I want to have continued that growth, but I want people to look at the buyer power and maybe I'll come back or you invite me back if you're kind enough. And, 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 and you won't say, ah, buyer power, that refer a friend business. You'll say, ah, Firepower, the customer acquisition platform. That's that's what, what that's the journey that we're on. Um, certainly over the next twelve months. Gotcha. So you guys got got that bigger vision. You're looking to disrupt a little more. You want people to go from, hey, this was this was the business, and now we've graduated. This is what you want people to know about the, that's, the bigger that's the bigger plan. That's that's what I've been missing. Um, that's what fuels me. Um, but we're now in that place where we can do it because. I've got an awesome team behind me and there's momentum in the business. So we can now think a bit more about getting back to our DNA, which has always been disruption. Disruption. I love it. Little disruption never hurt anybody. Um, so how, I'm curious, just how big's your team? Who are we now? 50, pushing 60. That's awesome. How did, how did COVID affect you guys at all? Was that, does that help you guys? At, I mean, I know there's some business, I know my business got hit right in the beginning and we were able to, to weather the storm, but how did that work for you guys? Um, in the, in, well, so obviously operationally, there were lots of significant changes, yeah. but as a business, we were quite used to remote working. So yeah, we took to that like a duck to water, to be honest. Um, we saw a significant uptick in sales and interest as, mm. as obviously there was the, the transition or, or, or acceleration towards online and e-commerce and digital so people were looking to move people to that. So we actually saw a, a big acceleration. Um, there has been probably a slight uptick in churn um, during the COVID period, just as some clients, mm -hmm. um, restaurant chains, hotels, yeah. travel, travel businesses we work yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. What can I mean, you do? You mean, 
what, what, what can you do? But it's beautiful to see some of those guys coming back and, and wherever we can, we're very supportive of those guys and we've, we've played around with kind of commercial models um, just, to, just to support our clients and yeah, let's get them back to where they were. Um, they're, they're brilliant businesses, they're brilliant people and I, I wanna see them thriving again. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So I was you know, doing a lot of consulting for, uh, for SBA, Small Business Administration here in, in the U.S. because I wanted to help people you know, in time of need. And that was one of the big things I would tell people is like, go back to your, your Rolodex, right? Go back to the people that, that have been, that knew your business up until this point, obviously with COVID and bad things like, hey, I want to advertise, I want to do this. Well, what about your, your Rolodex, the people that you have that love your product? What about going back to them and doing some kind of, you know, refer a friend, doing something like that? Because they're they're willing to, they don't have, they still love your product and service. They want to know that you're going to be still around, and then what's something you can do there. So that was something that I, you know, obviously knowing what you guys' platform, you guys are a huge platform. So most of the clients were smaller business type situations. But I, that's what I would tell them is like, hey, go back to the Rolodex. You've already paid your advertising costs to get those people in the door, yeah. and now like take advantage of those people telling other people totally. and yeah. make them feel good. You know, I, I I, I, absolutely. That was that 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 was great advice. Um, but yeah, boy, it's been a, a, a fascinating 12 months, real acceleration, but yeah, I'm, I'm delighted to say it feels like we're really coming out of it now and there's confidence back. It's fascinating when you, when you run a business that operates in so many different countries, um, you get an amazing perspective on the, the pandemic because you're doing your all hands every Thursday and we do it Thursday evening UK time just because we really have people in all continents and that makes it very hard to do an all hands but we've yeah. got a, a slot and, and and when you get updates from the team about what's happening with lockdown in your country and yeah. um, what are the infection rates and what's confidence like as, as well um, yeah. and, and, and it, it, it was really interesting to see even two countries like England and France, right next to each other, and in many ways very similar, but completely different confidence profile. Oh, yeah. um, UK took a big dip and then came back. France remained very, very strong and then dipped late and has now come back. Um, again, it, I, I geek out about it, just the inbound deals, different territories, and how that then did correspond to where people were in terms of lockdowns and the pandemic's profile. Um, so yeah, it was it was nice to be able to see that. Um, but yeah, as, as I as I mentioned at the offset, the, the the maybe the only good thing about this horrible horrible pandemic has been so many of my team now being able to kind of live their dream of of, of going and working from Ibiza or from or from Paris or whatever, um, which is just is is beautiful to have been able to support that. Well, you know, it's funny. So I'm, I'm in Sacramento, California, and I, we've had a huge influx of people from San Francisco and from the Bay Area because now, you you know, Google and Twitter and Facebook and there you can work remote. So now everybody's coming to Sacramento, which is awesome. Um, I mean, it's definitely helped the real estate market here. Real estate market's gone through the roof. But now they're like, hey, I like San Francisco, but it's expensive. And now I can go some other place and work remotely. So um, we've seen that here in California. Well, I think probably all over the world, and I, I love that the, the the capability. And my whole team, my team's remote as well. So I'm like, yeah, go wherever you want as long as you're getting your work done. Go have some fun, and you know, you know, just send me pictures of how much fun you're having, so I can be a little jealous as I sit in my 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 desk at my house. But um, um, well, I, cool. I tell you, Shane, one one thing that I one thing that I do miss is um, the the travel, and um, in Europe, uh, clients do like face to face meetings. Um, and uh, so I was in a blessed position that I was going to 
Paris every month, uh, just, just as an example. And um, that I miss, just the, the stimulus of going to these amazing cities, absorbing those amazing cultures. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I pray it won't be long till I can hop back on the, uh, the Eurostar, travel to Paris, um, and in, in, indulge in some French fancy again. Well, you know, it's funny. I was, that was actually going to be my next question to you. So if you could travel, and it sounds like France would definitely be on that list because I, I could understand why you would want to go there. That's, that makes total sense. If there was, if, let's say if we didn't have COVID, what would, be, what would be the one place that you'd want to travel to? Once again, not having to wear a mask, we're all COVID free, we're all vaccinated, everything's going, so let's say back to normal. Where would be that spot for you? My, my, my favorite country in the whole world, Shane, is, uh, is Japan. Um, have you had the chance to travel there? No, but I literally, out of my last probably six podcast guests, I've had three of them say Japan. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing. I was really lucky with HMV and Universal Music. I got to travel there a lot and, and work with Japanese teams. So I really got to know and understand and, and see the place well. Um, just again, I mean, Tokyo is the most monumental city and and. It, just to give you a, a highlight for me, it's complete lack of zoning. Because in most cities around the world, right, you're going to have a business area or a retail area or residential. Um, in, in Japan, in Tokyo, it doesn't work like that. You get a, a large building, typically with a lift straight onto the, uh, the pavement. Um, and, and the first floor could be a car mechanic. Above it might be a massage parlor and then a bar and then an office, and then a TV station, and then some flats. There's just no concept of zoning. It's all just thrown in, and um, it, it's, it's marvellous. So go there, Shane. Indulge it. That's, that's where, as soon as I can, I will be going back to you. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move that up. I think it was on my top 10, but I've had enough people. That's the, real, the, the reason why I asked this question. It has nothing to do with my audience, not that I don't love my audience. It literally is for my to-do, for my list of where awesome. I need to go. Well, return, return the favor then. What's your, what's your number one? You know what? I've got, so you know what? I've never been to New Zealand. I've been to Australia, but New Zealand looks like the adventure, the hiking and stuff. So New Zealand's on my list. And then I've got, um, my list changes all the time because I talk to people. And so my list is like, I just, the problem is that my list is growing, but I wasn't traveling for the last year, year and a half. You know, I'm used to speaking and going to events and going here and doing this, and I haven't been doing that. So for me, I'm like, my list just keeps growing. I haven't like taken anything off my list. And so I'm clamoring, like I'm ready to, like I told my wife, like I might be gone for a year. I don't even know, like you can just come visit. Um, I, I'm like, I want to go places. I enjoy different cultures and different foods. And I love the chatting with people and getting to know people. Like I really miss it. I get it through, a little bit through the podcast, but it's just not the same. Yeah, so yeah. Japan went from my top 20 to my top 10 and now it's probably going to be my top three. I'm going to actually, I'm going to probably look at it this weekend. I'm going to figure out about plane tickets. Cause I, I, you know, I can't have three people out of six tell me Japan when there's how many countries in the it's, world. It's and that's fate. It is. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely it fate. But, but, but please make sure London is in that top 10 or at least yeah. this part of Europe. Cause we should get you over here. And there's a whole bunch of places that I can take you within an hour's plane ride of, of here, which will blow your mind. I am. Um, the like, fjords of Norway, as an example. Um, so yeah, let's let's start working on that. We should get you over. We will. I've got no problem. I've got a passport and I'm fully vaccinated. I couldn't be. I'll, I'll put on a little yeah. helmet, whatever I need to do to get over there. I'll make it happen. Um, so cool. My other question for you, this is kind of our little fun section of this. 
if you could get any, if you could choose any superpower, what would it be? Uh, teleportation. Mm, that would because be fun. I love being somewhere, but I hate the travel element. Uh, yeah. Such a chore. So teleportation, easy. Why? I mean, yeah, because then I could, I mean, I could be at London tonight. We could be at a pub tonight having a, a beer. Man. God, snapping in the fingers. Oh, okay. that sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds amazing. I, I would just keep snapping my fingers. I, and then I wouldn't have to be gone for a year. I just tell my wife it's going to be maybe a month now because <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm cut down on my pint. travel time. Yeah, exactly. I'm going for a pint with Gideon. <laughs> That's right. She's going to be like, it's a shocker, Shane. We had no idea that you'd go for pints. And I'm like, I know, baby. It's not a problem. I'll see a counselor here soon. Um, so last last question for you. So what is your, you got any favorite books or podcasts that you listen to that have you know, shaped your career, your personality, anything that you're like, hey, this is like, this is, you have to listen or, 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 or read this one. All right. So um, let me, let me, um, I'm not sure whether we're doing this on camera or not, but let me show you and I'll speak for the camera. This right. incredible book, um, Lifespan by David A. Sinclair. Um, he does loads of podcasts as well. So just kind of Google him, David A. Yeah. Sinclair. Um, he made it his life's work to cure a disease which many of us don't see as a disease but it's the disease of aging so he believes that aging is not only a disease that can be stopped but actually reversed and um i can't tell you how fascinating the science is incredible stuff um it really feels like I was, I was lucky enough to be um, around the early stages of the internet and seeing what was happening there. Um, when you read books like this um, and you read about things like the CRISPR technology that's gone into a lot of the COVID vaccines and how we yeah. now edit it, it feels like we're at the advent of something that was like the internet 25 years ago. Um, I think we're about to enter into a very, very interesting period of time. That is awesome. I will be, you know, I might even, I'm actually going on vacation this, this weekend. Um, I'm going to get that book. That, that'll be my new book, Dude, Lifespan. In, 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 enjoy it. And um, yeah, apparently if you follow his advice, you could live to 220. Man, that's uh, that probably, if I tell my wife that she's like, no, let's, let's just, why don't we just maybe in the early hundreds, we don't need you around for that long, right? We, we'll probably figure that out. So Gideon, this was awesome, man. I knew this was going to be a good interview. You've got awesome energy, man. You got a just very charismatic. I just, I mean, you can tell why your company's done so well. You're just, you got a good energy about you, man. A good vibe about you. For so, I appreciate you being on the podcast. If anybody needs to get in contact with you, wants to know more about Biopower, like kind of, kind of give us some details. Gideon at biopower.com. Onto the website, uh, you'll see hello at biopower.com or a form or on LinkedIn. Um, there aren't many Gideon lasts in the world so google me you'll find you'll find me and it's it's the right one there we go easy enough and you guys biopower is it's b-u-y-a-p-o-w-a.com thanks Gideon, for joining us it's been a pleasure having you on the marketing growth podcast not many of you know this but we're on the top 20 marketing podcast list by marketing logic if you guys like this podcast make sure you subscribe to it Next week, we'll be talking to another industry expert and help you get useful insights to power your campaigns. So stay tuned.